Welcome to Geeks Worldwide presents Pressing Key. I am, of course, your host, Michael Schluger, and this is episode 271. We have a fantastic show for you today. Uh, but before we begin, let me introduce the crew. First off, uh, back with us is Chris Lassard. Welcome, my friend. Hello. How's it going? It's going good. It's going good. How, how was the uh, Overwatch show? It was, uh, it was awesome. Good experience. Good to be back, though. If people, you know, for whatever reason, wanted to see you talk about Overwatch, <laughs> where would they go? So they would go to YouTube and look up Carbon Entertainment, and it'll be right there on that front page. There's a nice little playlist of me talking to all of you. Excellent. Excellent. That's, I know that's where I'm going tonight after we finish recording Definitely. This definitely. Me too. Um, but, of course, <laughs> it's more than just the two of us. We also have Josh Irwin. What's going on? Nothing much, nothing much. Just chilling with some good buddies of mine, talking about video games. And uh, last but not least, the disembodied voice of Jay Rich. Hello, yes. I have still not bought a webcam, but you missed it. I did order a GoPro, so I'll have one hopefully next week. Okay, excellent. Good, good. It's all right. I mean, uh, I'm okay with people... You know, you 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 get us covered with that mysterious angle, yeah. There you go. Where you know people don't know what you look like. I mean, they could just check like five episodes ago, but people are lazy; they're not going to do it. So he's we hardly should, disfigured. We should put a placeholder image in. It could, <laughs> it could be like Sigourney Weaver, and then it could be like uh, Eddie Murphy. No, no, it should that. be like Pikachu or something. Mm, Pikachu's too hot. Too hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so it is a, a little bit of a slow news week um, as we get ever closer to E3 when, like, you know, all video game companies will splooge news all over us. Pretty much. Splooge. Yeah, yes, the money shot of news, truly. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. All um, over. Just all over. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but we do have some stuff to talk about. Most of it, actually, it's it's weird, right? Like every week, I feel like we rotate. Um, so this week, it's Microsoft is primarily in the spotlight. But um, we do have a bit of Nintendo news, uh, and so we're gonna revisit something that we introduced last week. Uh, I don't know if you caught that episode, Chris, called "Enter the Salt Mines." <laughs> <laughs> good good title yeah. good title yeah that one we, we, that one full credit to jay on that one that was him <laughs> all the way we gave him the rundown on uh, on into the salt mines so yeah okay that, I, we're, we're good to go excellent so yeah so this is basically our section where we um rant a little bit uh about a particular topic uh and on this week's edition of enter the salt mines we're going to talk about nintendo um, it's so easy because because of course we are because of course we are it's true it's not the switch this week though so there's that so in the time so in the time that I've been away nothing has changed it's no it's, some, no something has no. changed Josh went and bought a switch and has now completely changed his uh, changed his tune on it so that yeah I was I, I was seeing that on Discord and I was full of disapp- ripe with disappointment well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's nice to know that you stick to your guns. And uh, and that you're yeah, committed. What's, what's to next? God. Are you but, not but gonna... Chris? I had to play Breath of the Wild, and it's so good. I didn't have a Wii U. 
Oh, no, well, I'm sorry. What was that that you said about 1-2-Switch uh, last week also? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's okay. All right. No, it's, we're a good, good. We're good. It's, a, it's a good family game. It was good. Right. Yeah, right. so it's Breath of the Wild, 1-2-Switch, Splatoon. Blaster Master. Blaster Master. Oh, yes. Buy a $300 gaming device so you can play an NES port. No, no, it's for Breath of the Wild. So. Oh, okay. Well, I was in for Blaster Master. But yeah, Breath oh, of the Wild is worth it. Breath okay. of the Wild is worth it. I, f- I feel like you're saying Breathalyzer every single time. And I was no. like, I love that game. Yeah, I, could, <laughs> I, I always could, win. I, could, I, I always win. I win the game right now. <laughs> <laughs> I have the high score. <laughs> Uh, but no, let's 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 focus on the topic here. Um, in an incredibly baffling move, uh, Nintendo has announced that they hate money, essentially, uh, and they've discontinued the NES Classic. Um, and this is just <laughs> so. Uh, you, you know what? A lot of people have said a lot of things about this. Um, before I talk about it, I kind of want to, you know go around and, and see what you guys think. Is this a brilliant move on Nintendo's part? Is this an idiotic move on Nintendo's part? Why do you think they decided uh, to to cancel it? Um, and then I'll, I'll, I'll talk about, you know, some of the various theories. Then, I've heard then we'll enter the salt mines with Mike this week. You'll be what leading the way. Into, I said, then we can enter the salt mines with you because you'll be leading the way into the salt mines this week. I will. I will. I will. Absolutely. Um, I don't know. From my perspective, I know we talked briefly offline about this, and something that had come up was like, you know, it's hard to draw any conclusions from this aside from the fact that, you know, Nintendo just seemingly just doesn't like their Western market. Like, they just don't like their Western consumers. Well, now hold but, on. I, but I will no, but. Give you a counter there. No, I, they... I, I'm going to give myself the counter. They also canceled the Super Famicom in Japan. Right. The Super Famicom Classic. So, like. Well, yeah, uh, sort of, but the it's, it, it is a mind-boggling move. Like you never hear about a company like, oh man, we totally underprinted this and it sold out so fast. People are really jonesing for this thing. We better just not print anymore. That'll be a better move. I think that's probably all people want. Like, let's it make it a collectible. It, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, make it a collectible. Like that doesn't make sense. That's stupid. Like. They, it's like you said, they literally basically announced that they don't want any more money. It's fine. The, They've made the amount of money they want from that, which is a baffling stance for a company to take. Because I know, I know people who are still looking for them. Like, yeah, it's not no, like I'm, I'm still looking for one. Yeah, I mean, because uh, I mean, it's just it's an easy way to make money. Like, why not? And how, like, how hard is it to make? Not hard because not, there's no not there's difficult. no proprietary parts in this thing yeah. whatsoever. Even the uh, operating system is open source, so because it's Android based, I believe. Yep. Yeah. No. 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 I think it's Linux based, actually. Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah. I think. You know. But still, it's like but, um, it's like when you like go over to like a really rich person's house for dinner, and they're like, "This is what you could have," and some people actually have this stuff, but you have to go home. It's like Nintendo telling me that I have to go home. And all my right. rich friends can keep their so, Nintendo Classic. So, as a collector, I think it's great because I got one, right? So, you son like, of a bitch. The, <laughs> the, collector part, the collector part of me is like, this is great because now the value of what I bought is going to be retained. Um, the consumer part of me says that this is really fucking shitty because so many people want this thing. 
And the part of me that could be a theoretical investor in Nintendo also thinks it's shitty because I'm like, what are you fucking doing? Like, you have you have all this demand for this damn thing, and it's cheap to produce. And you just why, say, nah. Why aren't you making more of it? But then the other skeptical part of me says, well, their announcement about the Famicom version was a little waffly, right? So they said, we're ceasing production for 2017. Mm. So does that mean that they're going to make it again in the future? And right, also- so... I'll give you the answer to that. No, no, it doesn't. And also, what if they turn this thing into an amiibo? Because that would be kind of dope. Like an amiibo with dual functionality. They're not that clever. (laughs) Well, you're welcome, Nintendo. I just gave you the idea. Um, But, okay, so I want to sort of... uh, We we can all agree it's a stupid move, and Mm. I'll elaborate on just a little bit as to my my thoughts on how idiotic it truly is. But um, let me ask you this. Why? From Nintendo's standpoint, um, what do you think their internal logic is? It has no tail. It they has no tail. Okay. They can't sell any games for it. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, the NES Classic is a, is a sort of a closed loop. There's no way to add games to it. Yeah. So there's no so DLC or anything like that. Okay. That's fair. Um, anyone else want to throw anything out there? I mean, that's really it, but it still doesn't make any fucking sense because this thing is so cheap to produce and would be so easy to produce, and you can... The markup has to be insane on it. Like, your profit margins are huge on something like this, and they are literally just choosing not to pursue that. Now, and, like, I just don't get it. I will, I will throw a theory out that I have seen brandied about by various people um, that Nintendo is doing this because they want to focus on the Switch, that they want all attention to be focused on the Switch and that they are going to be bringing the uh, virtual console up shortly. Right. And uh, that's what they want the focus to be on. Uh, wh- what do you think about that? Do you think that might be the case or, or no? Yeah, I mean, that's where the tail is, right? The, the Switch is just starting, so... Right. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with that. Now, the th- the th- my problem with that theory is the person who wants the NES Classic doesn't necessarily want the Switch. And the person who can't find the Switch isn't going to say, Oh, damn, guess I have to save up another $240 and then spend another 50 some odd dollars on the virtual console buying these games at $5 a pop so I can get the same 30 games, but now they're portable for an extra 300 some odd dollars. Mm-hmm. No, that person's just going to download an emulator on their phone and be done with it. Like Exactly. Which Nintendo, like, for, for a company that hates piracy as much as Nintendo, they literally drive people into the arms of pirates. Like, right. And so it's, it's absurd. Like, it's completely the, This absurd. is the crazy thing to me. What Nintendo doesn't seem to understand is the only the only person that this kind of move uh, benefits is scalpers, right? Prices yep. were starting to come down, mm-hmm. and now they've shot back up through the roof because now this is, uh, you know, a limited collection, a limited item, whatever, yeah. out of print, et cetera, et cetera. And it just erodes public you know, confidence, Trust. public, yep. uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Goodwill. Yeah, goodwill. Thank you. It, it erodes consumer goodwill very fast when you do shit like this. Yes. So, so I have a question. Like, what if this is 
Nintendo's whole video game business philosophy of um, never making something that becomes uh, landfilled junk, right? Like, that, that's how they got into the video game business in the first place with their Nintendo sale of quality and all that other stuff, like making the cartridges limited, making the amount of games that other companies could produce limited, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They, while I believe personally that the NES Classic should be in every fucking Walgreens across America stacked 20 high, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They don't want an Atari flashback console that is the fodder for Goodwills. Do you know what I'm saying? So what if it's just what if it's just their whole business philosophy and how they actually started in the video game business with their kind of they're like let's limit it, let's control it to make sure it never becomes out of control. It's just the natural conclusion to their general line of thinking, basically. Yeah, with the Atari crash and everything else, like. Well- so some people have said uh, a couple of things. For example, some people have said, oh, you know, similar to what Joshua said, that they'll print this out on a, like a holiday basis. They'll try it out and make a quick buck for, for a limited time release or something like that. Or if they're really hard up for cash, uh, for whatever reason, they'll try it out like Disney does with its DVDs or now Blu-rays where it's like... Oh, except Disney's never hard up for cash. Every so. 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, with the Disney. Hey, you leave you shit. leave me and my ten copies of Beauty and the Beast alone, Chris. Okay. <laughs> yes. That's a lot of copies of you Beauty sh- and the Beast, shut man. Your damn mouth. <laughs> well, like five would be too many. Yeah. What are What are you doing with them? Just mostly keeping them on a shelf. No, I don't actually have ten copies of Beauty and the Beast, so let's <laughs> clear that that's up a, quickly. That's unfortunate because it makes sense to me. I don't know why, but <laughs> I do. But have, I do. I do three copies of Snow White. Interesting. VHS, DVD, and Blu-ray. <laughs> um, and, and the next 10-year anniversary, when they do a 4K Blu-ray, I'll shell out my $30 for that, too, because I'm a fucking idiot. So, <laughs> Well said, Jay. Well said. Get ready for that. Uh, but, no, so the other the other sort of prevailing thought that I've, that I've seen, um, and this was a – there's a great article on Verge's website called Nintendo Wants Your Soul. doesn't want your money. It wants your soul. And basically, it's it's arguing that Nintendo is trying to create this sort of cult of personality where, you know, there's this public perception that their shit is fleeting. And so as soon as a pre-order is announced, you have to immediately, like, jump on it and you have to, like, get all their stuff as soon as it comes out or you're never going to be able to find it and that sort of thing. But... That also, and the article talks about this, how this is going to potentially backfire in their face big time. Because mm-hmm. people will get tired of your shit. And um, I think... Are you playing Mario over there, Josh? Or? I need to mute my phone. Sorry, I've got a... That's, his, my, that's his cell phone ringer. Oh, I, I know. I'm not, I'm my, not my Air Force friend in uh, Alaska is texting me. <laughs> that's funny. You don't have friends. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, see, this is this is the kind of stuff we miss when Chris isn't. Like, yeah. <laughs> I had no actual like thoughts; just I'm mean to everybody. So that's just, that's, just that's good to get. But yeah, your unfiltered like, hate, my cheery. like, it's like bubbly hate. Yeah, you know? like, like, in a super cheery, charismatic way. So everybody's cool. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, uh, getting back real quick, I want to point you guys to Amiibo. Right, similar fucking situation, in my opinion. Uh, these things come out. Fucking people can't find them anywhere. Yeah, did you see that Guardian amiibo? That thing is fucking dope, and you cannot find it anywhere. Yeah, I think the um, Shulk amiibo too. Right super rare. Where? Who? Who? Who's I that? I said you can find it in my room right now. Oh, 
Jay, fuck off. <laughs> I I am also the asshole that spends a bunch of money on amiibos, so like well, you can leave me and my three Princess Peach amiibos alone. Also, is that thing as dope as it looks? It's pretty fucking cool. When I oh. when I get a webcam, I'll show it to you. Now, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Amiibo sales are actually down significantly. Oh, good, year yeah, good for year. them. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they are, because what do you fucking do? I, I buy them to display on... I don't use them for any of the fucking stupid games they have for them, so... I right. Mean, take, take that for what you will, I guess. Yeah, and so... But the thing is there, it gets a little, it gets a little murky, right? Because some people are saying, well, no one's buying them because they're fucking useless, which I can't really argue with. But people weren't buying them in the first place because they were useful. They were buying them to display them. Right. But... but you you can find them. Prices shot through the roof. Uh, you know the the whole exclusive the exclusive amiibos tied to certain uh, retail outlets like GameStop or Toys R Us. People got really sick of that shit, and they're like, you know what? Fuck you, Nintendo. I'm not playing this game anymore. And there's plenty of amiibo available now. Like things have been restocked significantly, but people still aren't buying them. Um, yeah, it, it's not because they're not available. They certainly are. Uh, but people just got tired of that shit, you know, and moved on. And I think that's what's going to happen here. Well, I think um, what's what's really interesting about, like, any type of marketing strategy when it comes to, like, faked rarity um, or, like, planned rarity is that it takes people to sit down and have the thought of, oh, hey, I think they're screwed me over. Or, no, they could totally make this because I think a lot of people just – already just assume that what they hear is at face value and then they just do it so one person one person says that oh this thing is rare and that's how you end up with a 60 dollar rock that was getting sold uh you know from that store over christmas you know it's like oh everyone's everyone's buying this pet rock with uh, a leather bag on it and it's 60 dollars. everyone's doing it and so it was sold out and they were like it's rare now and then you know they had back orders and so like you know there's examples of this working in like every single sales you know department that you can ask for so it's a legitimate strategy that, it's just that blows my mind Spe- speaking from like a marketing and sales background um this is it's a huge it, it's a, an old it's an old school of thinking when it comes to marketing and so it's basically like the baby boomers who are still in marketing and sales that like see this shit and are like, Oh great. We'll do it this way. And then their companies go bankrupt. So in 10 years when they're all dead, none of this will happen anymore. Hopefully. <laughs> that was really dark. Yeah. It took a dark turn at the end there. I mean, I can't disagree with him. I was gonna say the point remains like it, it's true. Like it's the same way. Like, you know, uh, you know, in 10 years, if Donald Trump had run for president, most of the people who voted for him would have been dead. So it probably would have turned out differently. But now, he would have also probably been dead because he's like 500 years old. So Now, now here's the thing. And, and this is where we're going to take it into the salt mines. At the end of the day, this is a truly colossal, shitty thing to do, Nintendo. And yeah. I'll tell you why. It's because you were fucking aware of the scarcity. You were aware of the shortage. Nintendo promised over and over again that they would make more and they did make a little bit more what would we get two three extra shipments how many times did that shit go up on best buy twice and it was sold out in a matter of minutes and nintendo promised us promised us that more were coming that they would uh, keep making additional batches into the year and now it's gone it's it's like you know basically 
Nintendo, there's I don't think there's any way you can come out of this looking good. You just look like a giant fucking dick uh, that doesn't want to give its consumers what it wants. And this is going to come back and bite you in the ass. Mark my words. I see that. All right. I'm going to refer to this once the Switch sells one million more systems. <laughs> because, no, I, I like, Nintendo's been around for a long time, and I think the people there, like, pretty much know what they're doing. There's a reason why people like us who figured it out, just like this whole Trump thing, why we get so angry, right? It's because we figured it out. But most people um, don't think like that. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, it's all about like the education aspect and, you know, to a fault where it's like, hey, you know, sometimes you just got to deal with it. And companies like Nintendo and companies like EA, who have been voted like the worst places to work for for like five years, still get huge contracts. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I mean, money, money talks like that's the thing. Yep. How long did it how long did it take for Wii's to be available on store shelves? Two and a half years. Pretty mm. much, and money talks. And Nintendo's always been pretty good at making money because of their profit margins. Like they're not doing the, and people make fun of them all they want. Like, oh, you didn't put a Blu-ray player in it. Like, yeah, well, that saves them fifty bucks on every single console. And when you sell, you know, a million consoles, that's fifty million dollars in your pocket. Like, yeah, I mean, something like a Blu-ray player isn't that big of a deal to me. No, um, it's not. But it speaks to Nintendo's overall thought process on video games. Like. They keep their profit margins high by doing shit like that that consumers hate, but consumers keep buying it. So, the thing of it is, the the people that wanted this thing the most are the ones who are most likely to buy this stuff, right? The people that yep. want this are people in their late twenties, early thirties, mid thirties, whatever. They grew up with the NES. They're starting families now. This is the optimum time for Nintendo to get into the, you know into the house so that their kids grow up playing Nintendo and then keep buying their stuff and so forth and so on. Those are the people that are going to be pissed off the most. It's not yeah, it's- but Nintendo will never lose its memorability and its uh, nostalgia. So there's always going to be opportunities for that to happen, and they're just saying that this isn't going to be one of them anymore. Mm. Maybe. Maybe. I, I could totally be wrong on this one. Um, I'm not saying the company is going to go out of business because of this. I do think that they're definitely going to uh, – this is going to come back to bite them in the ass at some point. Yeah, it's definitely a dick move. Yeah, very much so. But Huge dick move. Let's let's move away from Nintendo uh, and talk about not Nintendo. Um, most of our stories are actually – see, we've got, we've got three, three Microsoft stories. So let's bang those out, um, and then we'll talk about the PC Master Race. Um, so first off, we've got a new policy on Xbox One. This is kind of cool. Um, Xbox is taking a page is taking a page from uh, Steam's playbook, and is starting to offer self service refunds. And uh, they're they're pretty much you know copying their policy. You have a fourteen day window. You have to have played the game less than two hours or i think two hours or less right uh and you can apply for the refund now i think it's only open to the alpha group if i'm not mistaken i think that's what's called yeah like the... alpha preview ring yeah yeah so it's it's still in the sort of testing phase but it is going to be rolled out to all xbox players um and this is a really good move on their part i think actually uh, this 
this is one of the few things that sets them apart right now from Sony because Sony has a uh, pretty terrible policy when it comes to getting a refund on a shitty game. Um, so this we've is, talked about it before. We we have yeah. yeah. So this is uh, kudos to them. I, I think this is the right way to go. Um, I think the I think the business world I think is lacking some consumer centric like opinions, and it's all mm-hmm. about the bottom line for a lot of people. So it's nice to see being like, hey, sometimes you buy a game and you don't like it, and two hours I think is enough time to decide you don't like a game. Because if I'm not hooked within two hours, I think it's a bad game. So um, it, it's good to yeah, just like, get the wrong. opportunity. Yeah, exactly. So it's nice to see that consumer centric you know thing that Steam was well known for. Um, it wasn't it, always well known for, but yeah, that's true. But, but certainly, but it's, now it's in the true. age of based Gavin, like this is this <laughs> talk is about cult, cult personalities. I mean, it's it's super business progressive for Microsoft, but at the same time, um, you know, they're the underdog right now, so they have to do, go out there and do things that are uh, consumer focused, and they have to bite the bullet and say that we will do this. Uh, just so that people talk about them in a positive light and are more likely yeah. to play their damn console. Well, no shit, yeah. Like, <laughs> Actually, this morning, because we just bought a house, we were thinking about selling our Xbox One and keeping our PS4. Like, that's, I think that's just like the general... If I had to choose between those two things, not even a Sophie's yeah. Choice, I'm getting rid of the Xbox. And it's got to be super positive before they reveal the $550. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Microsoft definitely has its work cut out for it at E3 because there is just fucking zero excitement about the Xbox One. Um, I think they definitely have a little bit of hype going about the Scorpio, but on the whole, I I don't see a lot. Do of... they? Is anyone hyped about it? Like, I think I think there's some people I mean, who are, but I'm. I'm do those people know that they're wrong? What was that? I said, do those people know that they're wrong? <laughs> Probably not. You know, Digital Foundry is kind of hype about it, right? Because that's who they did their exclusive reveal through. But right. uh, we still don't have any pricing details or anything else. And uh, to be honest, we're, we're in this like we're in this weird age of like photorealism, right? Where like it doesn't fucking matter whether or not you're displaying it at 1080p or 4K or native 4K or upscaled. Games just look good. Yeah. Like, they just look great. And it's kind of like the 16-bit era, right? All 16-bit era games look great for what they are. But this is, like, the new level. Everything is, like, photorealistic yeah. and awesome. Horizon's beautiful. Um, but, like, now, like, we want more art in our games, which doesn't necessarily require as much power. Uh, Breath yeah. of the Wild is a great example. Breath of the Wild looks stunning. Every time you look around, It's it looks good. Well, but it, I mean, this is going to take the discussion in a different direction because stylistic games have always done well, traditionally. Sure, um, sure. Okami, I think, comes to mind for me. Yeah, Okami's a big one. Like, Okami's a big one, yeah. It, it yeah. used barely any of the PlayStation 2's processing power, like, and it looked gorgeous. Right. And it still does. It's held up. It's, yeah, it's, it holds yeah. up, too. And, yeah, you we know, just a, a game like where... Katamari, you know, looked not great, game. but sold. The first ones, first two sold very well. It was just quirky. It was awesome. Yeah, then they got old. I was like, how many times can I roll a ball into stuff? Okay. Yeah, but just to the point where the graphics don't matter quite as much. Like, mm. yeah, two frames true. a second when you're already running 45 to 60. Like, you can say what you want about the original Xbox One PS4 fight, but, like, the Xbox One games didn't run shitty. They ran just fine. It's just the PS4 got a couple of extra frames and maybe, you know, 30 extra pixels. 
exactly. Well, so let's let's talk about this. Um, so Phil Spencer, who uh, most of you should you know recognize, who's listening to us. I, I know everyone in this group recognizes that name, but most of the people listening to the podcast should hopefully recognize that name. That that man is the head of the Xbox platform, the head of the Xbox division. Uh, he recently gave an in-depth interview with Game Sutra. Uh, it's a good read. I, I recommend you check it out. But he said some really interesting uh, things during that interview that kind of indicate, um, or some, a, a little bit, indicate to us a little bit where Xbox is going. And so um, here are some of the things he said. These are all pretty much direct quotes. He said, uh, so from a development platform, we need to think about our hardware as multi-generational. Because we said, okay, there's going to be games that are going to live multiple generations. And our software platform really has to service a developer's need to service an ongoing set of users. Uh, As much as it has to serve, you know, how do I get a disc done? Um, So what do do you guys take from that quote? Because to me, it says uh, we're not seeing an Xbox Two or whatever, whatever they call the next one anytime soon. What we're... It seems to me that they're indicating that they're going to do these incremental upgrades, kind of like cell phones do every year. I, th- I think we're at a place in the console space where that... As, I, as I call it, the applification of cell phones, yeah. yes. <clears throat> we're, at a, we're at a place in the console space where that's going to be okay, I think, because... So, it's worked with computers for years, but what we're seeing in yeah. the computer game is that you could build a computer now that is top of the line that is still good past two years, right? Mm-hmm. Like it used to be like you build a top of the line computer and in two years it's complete garbage. But now like you're having computers. That I wouldn't say complete line. garbage. I mean, that's no, there kind was of... a, there was a time when computers were complete garbage. Oh, okay. Yes. In the past. All right. Sure. Right. I don't know about that, now so much. Yeah. No, that's my point is that now you've got a you can build a computer, you can buy a laptop that's gaming oriented and that thing is going to last four, six or eight years provided there's no hardware failures, but the basic hardware and the graphics card that's included in it, if you upgrade the RAM maybe once, but it, it's relatively capable, right? Like right. you can play, you can play Overwatch on something with a what was it, a GTX 480? 480, which is, yeah. Which is un, like I bought my laptop with a 680M five years ago now, six years ago now. So that 480 is even older than that. Yeah. Yep. I mean that's crazy. So I that mean I think good. we're. Yeah, I think we're at a place in the console space where we can support that. I mean, you don't need the latest and greatest to play the game, but if you want it to look the best it can, mm. you shell out a few hundred bucks and make it look the best it can. And yeah. I'm, I'm totally fine with that if that's the way it goes. Like, if if what really happens is, oh, yeah, all of these things can play all the games and blah, 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 blah. That's totally good. Great. Fantastic. Keep Keep doing you, Microsoft. If we're three months into the Scorpio and every new game that comes out is Scorpio exclusive and won't run on the Xbox One, go fuck yourself, Microsoft. That's not multi generational. Like, I don't see them bad, doing that's that. That's a bad idea. Yeah. I don't see them. Really, doing you that. don't see them doing that because I do. I think they specifically said that they would not restrict a developer from doing that. I think it's going to be. Isn't it? Their policy isn't going to be similar to the PlayStation's one, where they they has to run on the base, but it, you know the pro can do fancier things or whatever you know i hope so i hope so i'm with jay i hope so but i hope i hope that's what they do but i don't i don't have a whole lot of faith in like the the capitalist company of capitalist companies microsoft doing that 
Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I read something where they were basically like, we're not going to keep a developer from making something Scorpio exclusive. So uh, I want to read to you guys another quote that Spencer gave. He said, um, there are advantages to the console generations, but I wanted to try to evolve our capability to kind of have the best of both old games that work well, new games that are innovative and hardware platforms that could scale. And uh, that's that's a huge quote. I mean, that's massive implications for Xbox's platform. Yes. I mean, like, so with ha- so I opened up Resident Evil. I'm, I'm a little late, patient gamer, but I mean that opening scene is amazing. Um, and so I got to run it on the highest graphics on my computer. And my whole thing is just kind of like, how much more can they go, like, without just making everything look like just real all the time? Um, and so when it comes to innovating, like, I think maybe is is there a point where you do hit a wall and you are left with these incremental you know, type of situations where eventually you'll get there, but there's not going to be any of these big jumps in so, in, see, in development. So I haven't played Resident Evil. So you're basically saying that opening scene is like Uncanny Valley level stuff? Like, like my um, uh, my friend who was watching thought it was real. Like, it was like, uh, he was like, is that Louisiana? And then like two seconds later, they were like, in Louisiana. And uh, like, it looked like the, the water looked great. The environment looked great. The characters still look pretty digital, but the environment looked amazing. Mm. And, um, uh, you know, just knowing that that's what it's capable of right now. And I do have a pretty, I, I do have a pretty good rig, but it's um, it like, how much further can they go? And so... We're Even- we're we're gonna hit that we're gonna hit that uncanny valley probably I don't know, I would say within the decade, if not sooner. Oh yeah, for sure. So I think the other way that people can innovate is then through, you know, the stylized way and innovative gameplay, because visuals yeah. are gonna be too easy to be innovative on. So I think that's when I hear that quote, it's cool. It's kinda like they're embracing the fact that, hey, games aren't about what looks the best anymore. It's about what feels the best to you specifically. Mm. Yeah. That's fair. And that's 100% awesome. Agree. Well, did that just happen? Did we all just agree that right. like on like not something that's hate Nintendo? <laughs> we don't even all agree on that anymore. I know. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because one of us got soft. Yeah, one of us got soft. <laughs> yeah. Somebody not even brought up Breath of the Wild to prove a point on quality. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, well, first of all, I think there's a Blood Moon rising tonight. So X X X X. But uh, but I was gonna say, Chris. Actually, I I also picked up Breath of the Wild, but just on my Wii U, and it's it is indeed incredible. <laughs> See, that's the thing about Nintendo is I love the games, I hate the fucking company. That's, yeah, that's what was. That's that's the disconnect. I mm-hmm. think for, for most people. Well, the they people, hate you because you're Western. So. Clearly, clearly. But anyway, let's let's not you know go off topic here. Um, now here's the thing. Here's my, my, my singular concern is this. Okay, this is Nintendo. Seems to be Nintendo, uh, not Nintendo. Microsoft is implying, hey, look, we're going to do this incremental upgrade thing. But but what's going to happen when the Scorpio comes out? It's 500 bucks and no one fucking buys it, or almost nobody. Do you think they're going to stick to their guns? Or what, what, what's, the, what's the game plan there? Because it seems to me 
you know, that they're talking out of both sides of their mouth because they keep talking about how ex how it's going to be a premium experience. And, you know, they're they're setting us up for a, an expensive price tag here um, unless they like, you know, pulling the wool over our eyes so that they'll announce at E3 it's going to be 400 bucks and then everyone's going to be like, whoa, <laughs> you know, like that's yeah. the only that's that's the only kind of scenario I can think of where it, it does well. So I think when, so with technology becoming more and more innovative in the sense of VR and AR, right? I think people mm -hmm. are becoming more and more okay with spending a lot of money on their technology. Because I know a lot of my friends are becoming... I don't know if I would agree with that. Uh, more and more okay with spending like high quality things on their computer because I think a lot of people are looking at it more as an investment more than an actual right here right now type of thing but that's a bad demographic to try to get it's people to buy our system I mean, it's a very small demographic but gamers are I mean you know have been like that for years but you you look at the number of VR headsets sold and it's less than half a million um, for I think I think uh, the the best one obviously is the, is the PlayStation one, but if you look at like the Vive or the Oculus, I think they sold like a quarter million or a little bit more. Not a lot, yeah. You know, all things considered. Yeah, I think they sold four hundred some thousand each, and then the PSVR sold like right at a million, like nine hundred some thousand. I've, I, yeah. I've logged like a total of like 30 minutes on my PlayStation VR. It's like, anyway, um, it, I'm selling it actually, if anyone wants it. Um, but it's, what's interesting to me is that Microsoft, this big ass company, you know, Bill and Melinda Gates, um, are kind of having to go this underdog route that, you know, a lot of us smaller guys have had to go through and be like, no, we care about you. And trust us, this $500 is going to be worth it. And, um, you know, just we're all gung ho about you in the community. And then maybe there's like, they're running this ground level grassroots campaign that some people will pick it, uh, pick it up and the reviews will be really good. And then more, more and more people will slowly start getting it. And it's just weird to me that that's, that seems to me like what Microsoft is doing. Yeah, it, it, they're throwing good money after bad. Eventually, their board is going to get tired of it, and they're going to have to sell off the Xbox brand. I, I, I just—they're not profitable. I, I can't understand how they've gone. What are we talking? Five years now, uh, without making a dime, and the board is still like, "Yeah, no, go ahead and release that new." Really? Console. I thought I, I thought the 360 was profitable. The 360 was profitable. They have not been profitable since the Xbox One. Oh, that's been well over five years at this point. Has it, has it really been five years? I keep forgetting that it's been so long. It feels like it's only been three or four, not five. No, it's 2013. Damn. <laughs> You're old. No, just time <laughs> flies, man. Time flies <laughs> what it is. Um, but yeah, uh, there was there was some colossal mistakes. I think that's what led to it. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Um, obviously, E3 is around the corner. So I would be... Part of me wants to hope that, like, Microsoft is just sort of fucking with us, like, trolling us really, really bad. Because they keep talking about how it's going to be premium. And then if they're, like, $400, boom. That would actually, I think, go very, very well for them. I don't know if they if they want to swallow the, uh, the costs. I don't know if they want to swallow the, uh, what I'm sure is going to, you know, be a negative for them in terms of, each console sold is going to be a uh, sort of looking for here a loss, but that might do the trick. Who knows? Um, 
But one more, one more Microsoft story, and this one has to do with Gears of War. This is kind of interesting. Uh, Gears of War is now going to start mixing the PC and Xbox players for ranked matches. And that's kind of a big deal. Uh, but the reason it's happening um, is not what you would think. It's not that it's not that Microsoft is being high-minded about it. It's that there's really not that many PC players playing Gears of War. And so they're like, fuck, we need to, you know, these people can't find any games. So they're they're letting them join the Xbox player pool because there's a lot more Xbox people, obviously, playing Gears of War. Um, but do you guys, you know, do you guys see this as being a portent of uh, bigger things to come down the line? I think it could be. It could be a portent of things to come down the line. I don't necessarily think it's a good thing, but... No, you, you, you're all about keeping the PC race separate from the from the console. Yeah, the unlocked console race. peasants. Yes, I'm. They don't call it I the mean, PC master race for nothing, yeah. man. Hashtag I mean, it's not it's not even for my benefit. <laughs> it's for it's for people's benefit who do play on console because, especially when you're playing like a shooter or you know any game that requires a lot of like twitch reactions, like you're gonna have a bad time playing against people on PC if you're playing on console. Hmm. Just you because don't think of the they can normalize the experience, like you know, making sure. And you know, what? Gears of War is probably fine because there's a reason there's not like a burgeoning esport around Gears of War is because it's not a particularly skill intensive game. That's well, I mean, yeah, harsh, but okay. Time, well, no, it, 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 it isn't. It's not anything like I'm not saying the game is bad, but it's not a particularly skill intensive game. Like mm. it, it just isn't. It's a good game. It's fun. Mm. But it's it's the same reason that you're never going to see like a competitive Mass Effect multiplayer tournament because there must be at least one. Yeah, yeah no, I'm sure there is, but you're not going to see it on like no one, no major company is going to fund the prize pool, and it's not going to be like people can't people can't play that for a living, basically. Mm. Well, I mean, like the the PC is always going to have an advantage, especially in a competitive first or third person shooter space, right? Yeah. Because there are so many factors that affect it. First of all, the mouse is going to move way faster than you can move that joystick as the analog kind of shifts you around. So sure. you've, immediately you've got faster aiming on, on a PC. And then you've got somebody with a PC that's got a 40-inch screen that's at 4K and HDR. They're going to see you like 10 pixels before you ever see them, right? Like, yep. it's just, it's sort of... You know, if you can see first and shoot first, you're going to win. That's sort of the basis of the whole thing. Um, so I think that the people on the Xbox aren't going to... I think in this case, it's not going to make that much of a difference because the people on the Xbox aren't going to really encounter that many people playing on PC. Um, mm. But I think it's a cross-buy game, too, so that it's possible that people getting whooped on an Xbox will just decide to shift to their PC and realize that PC is the master race. This okay. is going to boost their PC sales. PC yeah. game sales. Because basically everyone's going to be like, screw this, these PC scrubs. I, I could totally beat them, and then that's not going to happen. And you'll see like 10, <laughs> 10 of the 15 top players are all going to be PC, the 10 PC players that moved uh, to competitive Gears of War. And then all, everyone's just going to slowly move over. <laughs> there you go. That'll be, that'll be it. Yep. Yep. That's it. And, Possible. Possible. Um, I'd like to see more games... Uh, obviously implement this and see how it goes um it looked for a while like uh rocket league was going to do something but then that just kind of disappeared yeah like they were 
they were trying to make it happen and then yeah people, they just weren't they didn't they didn't commit hard enough basically I mean, no people just moved on unfortunately that would have been good if that worked out yeah rocket league is a fun game yeah yeah um so uh speaking of fun games uh let's talk about and, and pc games let's talk about de nuvo everyone's favorite drm um it's it's been cracked again uh <laughs> in in the sort of like the, the latest volley in this ongoing war between uh hackers and uh and game makers um the latest version is i think called the nuvo 4 or v4 yeah um now only one game has been cracked and that is a game called too dark which i'm actually not familiar with are you guys have you nope. anyone it's a, apparently a sequel to alone in the dark but i haven't really played it that yeah. might be the dumbest name for a sequel i've ever heard though <laughs> it's like, yeah it's not great is it but um so now this particular game has been cracked but others have not been um yeah, and you know, obviously, Resident Evil Seven uh, has the Nuvo protection. The latest Mass Effect Andromeda has the Nuvo protection. If you've updated uh, the game, that protection was added in the latest patch. So, I mean, if this can be if this can be cracked, then that means these other games uh, can be cracked as well. And this is really interesting to me because a couple of months ago we had a group that basically said, "Well." We this is uncrackable, and we're going to take a break for a year because just we're not making any progress on this, and uh, we're seeing a real escalation here in terms of you know what people are doing to, to to play these games. Yeah, I know not even close to enough about that side of it to like comment on you know why this is happening or how that is. I'm sure someone who's a little more knowledgeable in cracking and hacking could have that insight, but. Sure. Um, all, all it screams to me is like maybe more companies should just go get that Google route and like release their shit and be like, hey, if you can hack this, you can have a job. Like, I'm, I'm serious. Like that. <laughs> there's a uh, yeah. There, there's an argument to be made there. Like that's literally what Google has done for a lot of their stuff. Like, hey, if you can hack this, let us know. Because you're talented enough to work here. Right. Because you're talented yeah. enough to work here. Like. Maybe maybe Denuvo's just too worried that like if they put that call out they'll get too many job applications. I forget. I forget. There's this like um, ARG that like the government runs, and I forget it's like numbers or something. And basically, it's like this code breaking competition, and you have to find these like pamphlets all around the world, and each one has a cipher and a code, and that you know whoever wins gets this like mysterious job at the end. It's pretty cool. I wish I remember the name of it. It's like it's like a really good article to get lost in Wikipedia. But like this, this happens. We've seen it in movies, right? Where the guy breaks, hacks the government, and or hack, you know, hacks a bank, and then they just hire him. Right. Well, now here's the thing. Here's here's what I want to bring up real quick. Uh, it's not like this is a day one crack. It still took them well over a month uh, to get this crack out. So, do you guys feel like the the company is happy with this? Like, you know, as in, do you feel like Denuvo has done its job? Because most people. The general consensus is that uh, it's the first month of sales that it's the most important to protect. I I guess I don't know. Like, I guess that's fine. Like, what? Because this game, what this game is like a, a single player experience, right? Like this one, yes. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's probably fine. Yeah, like if it's not something that's going to get like a shitload of expansions and stuff, like 
I don't know, it's just kind of weird to think, like, it's not first day, it took them four whole weeks, and but it does kind of matter in the video game sphere because of that, because a lot of the sales are going to happen in your first month. I mean, in the past, you would have the cracked version of the game released before the actual yeah. game came out. So going yeah, from that to a month is, is actually impressive, in, you know, if you look at it in that context. So that's something. Um, but... We saved the best story for last. And this is just fucking amazing as far as I'm concerned. Um, in the 20... Is that the... Am I, am I in the right... Good. I'm in the right place. In the 2022 Asian games, a little ways away, um, esports will be a metal event. That's fucking crazy as far as I'm concerned. And Chris um, will be announcing for them. I know, right? <laughs> We can help. We can help. I mean, he's half Asian, so he's... Exactly. It's, it's true, so I'm halfway there. Exactly. You get, you, you I just got to get the other 50%. Well, you appeal to a broad market. That's, that's exactly. I have so many demographics I'm hitting that... That's true. I'd be perfect for the real world, so I think I think that, that, that that's definitely in my future. Is that good or bad for you that you're perfect for the real world? <laughs> now... Uh, we are getting in the before before 2022. Um, we are going to get a quote demonstration event. So I guess they're running like essentially a beta of it to see how it works out um, at the 2018 Asian Games held next year. Um, and they are going to have it looks like FIFA 2017 has been uh, confirmed. Although that's going to be, I'm sorry, that's going to be at the Asian Indoor and Martial Arts Games, which I've never heard of before, but I'm sure it's a big thing over there. I don't know. Have you guys heard of the Asian Indoor and Martial Arts Games? I can't say that I have, no. I, yeah, right? I'm, I'm, I'm like Googling this thing right now. It sounds awesome. It, it sounds sound cool. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that is going to have FIFA 2017. Uh, as well as some sort of MOBA that haven't been specific, so potentially Le- League of Legends or Dota, as well as a real-time strategy game, uh, probably StarCraft too. And uh, yeah, I mean, did you guys ever think you'd see the day when we're we're on the cusp of having esports as a metal event? It's insane. Yeah, I mean, I think it takes uh, the same amount of like brain power as archery yeah. does. So an archery is a metal event. I think it's more brain power than archery. Did you just really pull that out of your ass? No, 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 no. I, archery is a metal event. <laughs> Not that part. The same amount of brain power as archery. Yeah, yeah. I did pull it out of my ass. Yeah, it's, okay. That's no, what no, I thought. No, that sounds, that sounds it, it was stuck really in there. Like... It's a, it was a, it was a good comparison. All right, it was a metaphor. Sure. Yeah. Mm. Shut up. Shave your beard. You look bad. <laughs> Don't be jealous just because I can grow facial hair and you can't. I, I can. I can do a good Fu Manchu if you want to see it. <laughs> Maybe that's how I get into the Asian games. That's what you should do, and then you stroke it. Right? Yeah, yes. just mm, Overwatch, <laughs> League of Legends. Then you show everyone for you. Words. Yeah, exactly. And just like write for like just speak in fortune cookies. That's right. That's that's <laughs> the key. That's the key. Yeah. Uh, but no, so this is this is pretty massive. Um Alibaba, which is uh, a, 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 a Alibaba, which is a, a subsidiary 
of um oh no i see ali sports which is a, a subsidiary of alibaba which is in itself owned by a combination of amazon and ebay china uh, has invested like $150 million into the International <coughs> Sports Federation. <coughs> is someone laughing just now? Nope. I nope, think I was a sneeze. Oh, okay. Yeah. Bless you, then. Yeah, I, was, I was trying to get my thing muted and it didn't quite, didn't quite catch it. <laughs> it's all good. Continue. Yeah, no, $150 million. I mean, I'm telling you guys, we are going to live to see the day when like an esports person appears on the Wheaties box. It's It's coming. I can hope so. More likely they'll appear on like a Cheetos thing though, right? Like, It'll be like a super awkward like like I'm trying to look tough. Like, <laughs> you, mean, like every, my, you mean like every my, sports intro that they And then maybe maybe it'll be like one of these like over the shoulders. Gonna, like gonna back to back. The, they're gonna appear on the Soylent Green packages. We all know this. No, yeah, I I go. feel yeah. like I feel like it needs to be like a thumbs up, like <laughs> do, I, do I look like an esports? Um, is this no, e-sports? Is this, <laughs> this is esports. No, I actually think it's awesome. I, I love, I love, I love that it's becoming a thing, and more people are watching, and it's exciting. Yeah, no, I do love. Like all joking aside, that's a, it's a great thing because esports does deserve the recognition that normal sports gets. Like if fucking NASCAR can be a sport, like right? Why not? Now, why not video games? And, and here's the thing. And here's the thing that's important to think about. So. The 2022 Asian Games are organized by the Olympic Council of Asia, right? So that's that's basically one step away from the Olympics. Yep. You know, like, can you imagine living to see the day when there's a U.S.-American Olympic team dedicated to playing Dota or Counter-Strike? Starcraft. That I, well, I that's already that. that's already kind of happening in Overwatch uh, with the World Championships. It's by country, and it's cool. It's fun. I, it was it was exhilarating just to be able to chant USA over and over and <laughs> as obnoxiously as possible right. last year at BlizzCon. There's just something about it that just gets you. It's true, and it, it, it was USA versus Korea. So like I like I had I had no way of losing. So it was uh, <laughs> it, it was an overall a win win situation for Chris. It's going to be like American hockey teams, except all the team players in the American side are going to be Korean. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, 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 they'll be like ringers that they bring in. Yeah, um, instead, of, instead of Canadians on the USA hockey teams, it's uh, all Koreans. Yeah, uh, but no, it's I'm really excited, and that's really good news. I didn't know about that, so that's that's awesome. Instead of instead of the miracle on ice, it's going to be like the miracle, the miracle on monitor three, <laughs> <laughs> the miracle of Dell or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> the story of a gamer named Ballsack Timmy. <laughs> Timmy, 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 Timmy Ballsack Price, the legend of Ballsack Price. <laughs> the legend. <laughs> that does raise the next question that a lot of like. That's a big thing about esports when you get new people watching esports. Uh, how do you guys feel about them using like gamer tags or online handles? How do you guys feel about that? I like it. It gives them a sense of identity and just kind of like um, boxers with their like uh, you know so and so million dollar baby so and so. You know, I agree. But how do you feel about it when it comes to appealing to a wide audience when it has to be like so? I have names like K9 Pro. I have um, Crusher 99. I have um, Crusher 99. Yeah, yeah. I have a really good analogy here, and I'm going to use the weed industry um, and how they tried to break into the medical. One of my huge pet 
peeves is that the weeds are still named things like space cream and and you know maui wowie and it's like you want this to be a legitimized industry but you're Don't making me out. buy something called space cream <laughs> yeah so so it's like yeah this is totally medicine um uh, and uh and i think with the gamer tags it's going to be the same but it'll be it'll they'll have to edit them you know for a wide market appeal appeal like mine's boopasaurus so that's fine but i know some of the inappropriate so a league of legends player was named sneaky castro and they dropped his name to sneaky and that's and that, that works just fine mm. right or they could just be like u.s player one u.s player <laughs> two well yeah i mean like a lot of them come up through like twitch and shit like that too right so like yeah to, to, they they get paid millions of dollars to be on a team because not only are they good at the game but they've they already got have a fan base yeah they've got a huge fan base already that's true so that's true, like yeah. that yeah that's yeah. a whole different set of problems um i'm i mean obviously this is a number of years away but listen when 2022 comes around i'll be glued to my whatever streaming platform is streaming the esports portion of these games. I, I want to see this be a thing. Crunchyroll. So, <laughs> Crunchyroll. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Be interesting. Um, It'll be interesting for sure. So that leads us to our singular what the fuck story of the week. It's a it's a slow it's a slow news week. I'm sorry guys. It's what we got. But it's pretty fucked up. So you've We've got that going this, for it. This story does make me want to kill myself. So, um, so uh, this this involves Japan, uh, and there is a uh, game coming out there called Love Plus, with with a question mark. So it's a question Love Plus. Um, and uh, oh no, I'm sorry, I take it back. That was that was from before. This game is called uh, Nizuma Lovely X Kation Kation Kation. <laughs> okay. Hyper X Turbo Fighting something. Right? Yeah. So it's a fucking visual novel where you choose three different girls to fuck. That's let's get let's just get right down to it. That's what it is. Yes. Correct. And so they're doing, I guess, a promotion for the game. Um and in this promotion you will be able to get uh, virtually married to your bride <laughs> of choice. Um the game releases on April twenty eighth. Um, and of course, you you need some time to woo your digital waifu. Uh, so you the ceremony will take place on June thirtieth in Tokyo. You have to arrive dressed in a tuxedo. You have to have a tuxedo on. You gotta you gotta look the part. Not, not you can't be just a schlub. It's your wedding day after all, right? And mm-hmm. so uh, you're going to be led uh, into a private wedding with the help of a wedding coordinator. Believe it or not. Uh, at the altar, they're gonna put on a um, a VR. Uh, it doesn't indicate which one it is. I don't know which one they're using. I assume an Oculus or or a, or a Vive or something like that. And uh, yeah, you will have a wedding ceremony with your uh, digital female of choice. That's so exciting. <laughs> yeah, this is. This so is listen, really send cool. out the RSVPs. Yeah, get, get those out quick because yeah. weddings of the of future <laughs> oh man that's so exciting i'm so glad this is happening what a revolutionary and innovative way of thinking why can't we all so, think like that why, why, <laughs> like, why, what are what are we doing wrong <laughs> so 
do whatever the fuck you want, love who you want, yada yada, blah blah blah. I'm totally down. This is the most fucking cringy thing I've ever heard. Just imagining <laughs> this happening, like I've seen cringier things because I remember there was a uh, marrying was... a fake anime girl. No, this is the most. No, no, no. no. There the was worst. there was a spa I recall in Japan that had a partnership with a game, and so they had like AR sensors in the rooms. So if you book to stay at the hotel. You could take pictures of yourself in the bed or in various parts of the hotel with your lover of choice. That was a thing. Interesting. You would go on vacation. <clears throat> That's fine. You're not getting married to it. That's no, this still wins. I, I guess. If you look at the pictures, if you go to the website, which is obviously all in Japanese, it, it does look like it's a, uh, looks like it's a vibe that you're getting married in. Um, we're such nerds is it an Oculus? Yeah, is it, what, what headset, what, like, what oh, headset yeah what, what what hardware are they using for these virtual weddings so there you go so uh you know april 30th coming to tux i have no idea what the address is but if you can read if you're listen if you're going this far you probably read japanese already let's be honest yeah, almost certainly <laughs> and uh yeah listen you get you get your choice of three lovely girls um. So yeah, I mean, how could you say no? I mean, that's already up for my choice of zero. So we're already <laughs> we're already doing good. You're at an in- <laughs> maybe infinite, these infinity percent increase. Right maybe now. maybe this uh, this is how uh, I finally switch teams. Maybe <laughs> maybe this is how I go back. Maybe it's maybe it's the real maybe. girls that don't work for maybe. me. But when when they're digital and of course on a Vive not an oculus then it would be a deal breaker mm. but <laughs> uh but it works it works for me this will be the con- this could be my conversion therapy <laughs> nobody right, tell well. mike pence about this he might he might, he <laughs> might start <doing> this, yeah. <laughs> what, what what if that like just in the world that that took off and he was just like not aware enough for it to realize <laughs> that like and then like conversion camps are just marrying what <laughs> oh god that was okay <sighs> Anyways, all right, let's move on. Back up. <laughs> no, that's it. That's all we got uh, for you this week. Um, but we're obviously, you know, we've got a month, just about a little, a little over a month. Yeah, a little over a month before E3. So, you know, we're gonna see what what you know what rumors come around, what interesting stories pop up between now and then. But it's probably gonna be kind of quiet. Um, as always, uh, make sure you hit us up on uh, on Facebook, hit us up on Twitter, hit like, subscribe. Always very much appreciated. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, until next time, I have been your host, Michael Schluger. Chris Lassard. Josh Irwin. And Jay Rich. Have a great week of gaming. Push a lot of keys for us, whether it's on the Nintendo or on the PlayStation. Preferably we'll see you next week. Or an Xbox. PlayStation Vita. <laughs> This has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks Assemble!